occult crimes, paranormal investigations, urban legends, and strange happenings. Welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. Hey, welcome back to Myths, Magic, and Murder. This is episode 33. I'm Abby. I'm Kate, and we'll be your ghostesses on this absolutely boiling summer's day. Really hot, disgusting... Disgusting day, (laughs) is what I was trying to get at. Do you remember that video of those kids? Go on, say it. And it was like that mum... And she came in and she was like, disgusting. I do remember that video. That was those kids. Hilarious. The beginning of the internet. Here we are, shit talking already. <laughs> what are you covering today, Kate? I am covering Drury Lane. Where the Muffin Man lives? I was going to say, I don't know if you know the Muffin Man, but he lives there still to this day. Oh no. <laughs> what are you covering? I'm covering the Island of the Dolls. Of the what? The Dolls. D-O-L-L-S. Yes. Horrific. Sound like I'm saying? No, no, I just wanted to to be sure. I was like, what else could that possibly sound like? Well, it could like? have been like Dole, I guess. D-O-L-E-S, Dole. L-E-S. Like D- the island okay. of benefits. The <laughs> island of creepy dolls. Fabulous. Well, I mean, they might not be creepy. It depends how you interpret the story, but we will... I mean, every doll is creepy to some extent. In its own way. You don't have to make an inanimate figure of a person. It doesn't have to be done. You don't have to look after it like it's real. People do that, and who who am I to tell them not to? I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> but you shouldn't. Fair enough. Well, we single-handedly failed Twitch on uh, the weekend just gone. Sorry about that, if you were excited. I know we were. We gave it a test earlier on in the day on Saturday, and it went absolutely beautifully, went swimmingly, set it up 7pm, everything was wrong, so we'll be giving that another go, I am in love with the game, it's going swimmingly, I love it, but swimmingly is the word of the day, I know, but I would like you to love it too, I would love to be able to show you, but we will do Twitch again, we will will try, follow us on social media, we'll update you on the you can subscribe to us on Twitch if you want to get notifications, but yeah, we will try our best. Yeah. Equally, this oh god, this is just the worst start, isn't it? Sorry about everything this episode. Sorry about my neighbours. They've decided that the best quarantine hobby is to bash around with hammers and drills. <laughs> so if you hear someone hammering a wall, it's not us. It's me. I'm going crazy here. And we're not in any danger. And I'm sorry. But you shouldn't, but if you do, just as a heads up. We're fine and we're sorry about it. Yeah, there's literally nothing we can do. We tried to leave the podcast as late as possible, but they're just really going ham today. So, after all of the apologies in the world, would you like to go? I will go. (laughs) Get out of here. (laughs) I'm talking about the Island of the Dolls, or as it's known more locally, Isla de las Muenicas, I think is how you say it. Perfect pronunciation. I haven't spoken Spanish since I was about 13, so I'm sorry if I butcher any any words spoken here. I mean, listen, you're going to do better than I could ever do, having never spoken Spanish in my life. But you speak other languages, so you have that over me. True. So my sources are unusualplaces.org, isla.com. <laughs> oh man, you really went there twice. Wikipedia, atlasobscura.com, ancientorigins.net, and culturacoelevator.com. Cool. So 
this place obviously freaked the hell out of me researching it because sorry what i can't hear you there's a massive train going past we record in a bedroom (laughs) and we don't have any anything to stop the sound of the train i could shut the window but then we would swelter to death if you like this podcast um first of all why and second of all (laughs) why (laughs) oh sorry anyway yeah so googling photos it was a bit creepy there are hundreds of dolls at this place and it's just south of mexico city and it's a small island with hundreds of dolls hanging in the trees some have severed limbs decapitated heads and blank or no eyes they're covered with cobwebs and insects and i will put a few photos of them up on social media at mids magic pod if you're wanting to see which you should because they're quite interesting to look at i like that you sounded so unsure which you should oh you should (laughs) i suppose but fair warning, they're a bit they're a bit weird if you don't like dolls. But they do have quite a sweet message. And if you do like dolls, why? If you do like dolls, email us why you like dolls. Yeah, please explain it to me because I've never understood the obsession. As a kid, I was never asked about dolls. I thought they were creepy even then. Me too, but I think it's just kind of like nurturing. If you have like a baby doll, you want to look after it. Ah, that's where my problem comes in. Yeah. I couldn't care less about little humans. <laughs> I used to have it with teddy bears, but I didn't like human babies. Yeah, I would like baby my teddy bears, but like they're way more um, sort of nice to look at and they're way more sort of cuddly and soft and, and lovely, whereas a doll... People think that about babies. You just don't, I guess. No, like babies are fine. I'm fine with babies in real life. Um, you know, I think they're quite cute. I enjoy to hold them, you know, whatever. But if I had the choice between a cuddly toy and a doll... I would always pick a cuddly toy, especially the dolls that we had when we were growing up. You know what I mean? They had like only like four articulated limbs, so they could run, but like this. Like Fair the mannequins enough. out of Doctor Who. <laughs> Don't talk about mannequins Sorry. with me in the room. <laughs> Sorry. Your outfit looks wonderful. <laughs> That's a reference to a really old episode, if you didn't get it. You're not a true fan. <laughs> Anyway, back to the actual story. The island of the dolls is actually an artificial island made by the pre-Columbian Mesoamericans, who were the indigenous people in Mexico and Central America before the 16th century conquest. And they built on freshwater lakes, and it's super clever. So the islands are basically like mud and dirt piled up to create land. And they have a bunch of them close to one another, so there's kind of like little canals in between them. And the moisture and organic waste in the lake creates fruitful and sustainable land to grow fruit. Fruit food. Why are you laughing at me? What are the canals called? I don't know what the canals are called. Why does it matter? <laughs> They're canals. Sorry, I just love to nitpick. <laughs> I know. I didn't get the name of every canal, Kate. Anyways, yeah, so it's quite good. You know, they, they can create lots of food and make a healthy ecosystem out of what was essentially a swamp. That and is really cool. Yeah, it's how the Aztecs were so powerful because they could sustain their like entire expanding population using these artificial islands. But anyway. That's so crazy. Like, How would you make them? Would you just have to be like swimming the whole time when you're like pushing all this mud together? I'm not sure how you make them. But... I mean, I'm presuming that the water is fairly deep, so you would have to swim. Well, they use boats to get across the canals and stuff. So. Oh, fair. Wow. Very interesting, though, isn't it? Yeah. 
can't even make a paper airplane. Right. But obviously I'm sure you're wondering why there's a small island in Mexico covered in dolls. So we You know, go... that thought hadn't crossed my mind. <laughs> we go back to the 1950s and a man named Julian left his wife and family and moved to the island to live a life of solitude because he wanted to be a recluse. Mood. <laughs> and when he got to the island and started living there, he quickly noticed that the island was haunted by the ghost of a little girl who drowned in the nearby canal. Wonderful. Some people, away, Julian. <laughs> some people obviously thought he was crazy. He was living on a remote island by himself and he was simply imagining things. But he was convinced that he saw a little girl and heard footsteps and heard her cries in the nighttime. Some people also thought, which is another popular theory, because it's not confirmed, um, but the website, the official website says this, but different sources say different things. So some people also think that he found the body of the little girl in the canal, but he couldn't save her, and he was tormented as a result of that. Either way, after he first saw the spirit, or the body of the girl, whichever you want to believe, he saw a floating doll in the canal, and he presumed that it belonged to the girl, so he hung it up on a nearby tree to show respect and support, support the spirit of the girl. It's been a long day. It's been a hot day. After this, the island became more haunted. He tried to appease the spirit and honour the soul of the girl by hanging up even more dolls. He would collect any lost dolls from the canals, and he would search through the trash near his house. Some people say that he traded in fruit that he was growing in exchange for more dolls. And he didn't try to clean or fix any of them. He would just hang them up in whatever state he found them in, which is why they're so creepy looking. And obviously, weather and time as well, but some of them don't have any arms or any heads, or it's just a head on a branch. Because he he didn't do anything to them, he just collected them. I don't think I like this man. He means well, he's just trying to be nice to this girl spirit. Uh, how much of it's for the spirit? That's what you gotta that's what you gotta think about. Maybe he just loved dolls. He wasn't doing this before he got to this island. Yeah, well maybe it started from that, and maybe then it was like, I fucking love dolls. I guess. And then he started because I mean how many dolls does one kid want? Well, it's to make her, you know, calm down a bit. There's only so much appeasing you can if you've given her her doll, what else is she supposed to do? More dolls. Oh, I don't know. I feel like this logic's kind of got skewed somewhere. Well, his friends say that he acted like he was driven by an unseen force that completely changed him because he became obsessed with collecting these dolls and pleasing the spirit. He also had a little cabin on the island that he lived in and it was also full of dolls. <laughs> and it was a doll house. <laughs> I mean, it kind of was. It was full of dolls, but these dolls were dressed up in like sunglasses and hats and stuff. It was like... I like to think of it as the VIP section for the dolls. Jesus. You know, the cool ones that have accessories can go in the cabin. Everybody else outside. I hate you. The VIP section? It's not a club. <laughs> VI. Don't. B. Very important. Baby dolls. I hate you. <laughs> this is what I mean, though. How, how much of it is for this little girl? That's his house. Possibly. I hadn't really thought about it because everyone sees it as either a really creepy or a really wholesome thing. I hadn't really thought about whether he was doing it for him. Yeah, I think it's kind of turned into like a 
he's made this whole thing in his head, you know, that he has to do it, you know, because like he's not built her a house or like a her a shrine and put loads of dolls on it, you know, he's put them all up over the island and he's put them in his house and dressed them up. Fair enough. It's odd. It's obscure to me. Yeah, well, to him, they were beautiful protectors and he allowed visitors to come and look around the island and see the dolls and take photographs. And some people obviously found this particularly haunting and rumours of the dolls started spreading. People said that each doll was possessed by a different little girl and at night they would come to life. Oof. They have very mixed opinions. Goodness. In 2001, Julian was found dead, drowned in the lake in the exact same spot where the little girl drowned. By a doll. Many people think that the dolls viciously murdered him. Oh my god. And that the island is cursed, but most locals think that it's charmed and not haunted or scary. And nowadays you can visit the island by using a little boat. It's a major tourist attraction. It's a little small museum with articles and newspapers. And you can see his favourite doll, as well as the one he found first that kind of started the whole thing off. You're going to make a point about his favourite doll. What's his favourite doll like? You can see on our social media. Okay. If I can find a photo of it. Okay. The journey's about an hour and includes other attractions, but some people will refuse to take you there because of their superstitions. And also, lots of people bring their own dolls and leave them on the island to continue his work. People leave offerings in exchange for blessings. It's kind of like the um, Mary King's Cross thing. It is kind of like that, yeah. Where everyone... Li- That's another episode. If you haven't heard that, go go have a listen. But yeah, there was a, there was a shrine of dolls. Spoiler. So... <laughs> Yeah. Well, many people believe that he's joined the other spirits of the island, and some people even said that they can hear the dolls whispering to them when they visit. I don't think... Is that the end? That's the end. What do you think? It, I, d- I don't think that they're all haunted dolls. No, me either. But I can see why you would think that, because they are a bit freaky. Oh, looking. yeah. I think it's a scary place. Would I enjoy visiting there? Probably not. Would I have nightmares about the dolls? Probably. I would visit, but I don't think I would visit when it's dark. Yeah, yeah, I'd go on like a day tour and be like, ooh, creepy. But I'm not going like in a full moon at midnight. Do you know what I mean? It's just not happening. Fair enough. Catch me there at the witching hour. Good luck. Like, <laughs> it's just, no, I'm not, I'm not down for it. But do I think that they're murderous, possessed dolls? No, I just think they're a bit creepy. I think that... Yeah, maybe one of them is, you know, that many dolls and you're telling me none of them are possessed. Unlikely. One of them's <laughs> got to be off, right? Um, but yeah, maybe the one that he found originally and that kind of, you know, prompted him to kind of, maybe it wasn't possessed so much as like had an energy about it, you know, and he was like, oh my God, like I need to get more of these to like appease whatever i would get that possibly but i don't know for him to have a house full of dolls that he dresses up and a favorite doll and for it to be like didn't did you say he left his wife and kid yeah but that doesn't mean he did it for the dolls he did it and then he started collecting dolls after this girl yeah you think he left his wife and family to go and collect dolls on an island? Yeah, I think he's just a crazy doll guy. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna beat around the bush here. Why did he leave his wife and kid in the first place? He wanted to be a recluse, and he, so he did. Just thought, fob you guys off. I'm off. 
Well, yeah. I mean, he just was like, I'm I'm done with this life. I want to go live on an island. Bye. Mm, I don't know how I feel about that. I think maybe the guy just liked dolls. Okay. And I think he just wanted to live on, on an island of dolls. I'm glad you're honest. Yeah. Well, now you can go visit Doll Island if you want. I, w- I think I would like to. I think I would like to. I think it would be quite interesting and to see if you can get any sort of weird vibes there. Where did you say it was? Mexico. Okay. Bit of a trek. <laughs> <laughs> Someday we'll get to Mexico. But yeah, that's that. Very I interesting. I do think it's quite wholesome if that's what he was doing it for, which I am led to believe it is because of everything I read. I understand you as a second person might not think that. But Yeah, if, I think if, if I did, did more research into it and kind of got uh, sort of a more detailed version of the story. You're crap at telling me things. I made that more detailed. I told you about how the Aztecs used to make yeah, floating no, I land. I just think, like, obviously the more you read something, the more likely you are to believe it. Yeah, that's what I get pretty much every time. When yeah. you're like, here's a scientific explanation. And I'm like, it's a ghost, duh. Yeah. It's like when I did the stuff about Nessie, in one of the earlier episodes. And I was like, well, Nessie isn't real, starting out. And then by the end of it, I was like, there is a Loch Ness monster. You know? Well, I believe in every cryptid, but I know exactly what yeah. you mean. So I think maybe it's just that. Maybe the more I read into it, or like if I went, maybe I would feel differently about it. But but I do think it's super spooky. And I wouldn't enjoy to be there for any extended period of time. Fair enough. I think if that's why he did it for, then it's quite sweet that he dedicated the rest of his life it's kind of creepy that he drowned in the same place that the girl drowned. But. That is creepy, but are we 100% sure that a girl drowned there? Do you know what I mean? I'm not sure. <laughs> because how would you um, how would you map it out? Do you know what I mean? I feel like, yeah, a girl probably drowned in the same canal. But did a girl drown in the exact same spot he drowned in? Probably not. Fair enough. Or perhaps there was like, like for example, at the bottom of our garden, we've got a river and the riverbank goes in. So like you can walk into it and then there's like a quick step down onto the next bit. Am I explaining that well? Sort of. Yeah. So you can be walking along fine. And then if you're not a strong, well, wader, because it's not particularly deep, but if, if it was deeper, if you weren't a strong swimmer, you could drown when you went off of that step. So maybe there was a part like that in the canal where it was like a slope in and then a step down and that's why two people died in the same place. Do you know what I mean? Possibly, yeah. Like it could just be a high risk section of the canal. (laughs) I mean, I haven't been to the canal, so I can't say. I'll go and I'll measure every inch of the canal and I'll, I'll tell you in a later episode. Nobody's asking for that. Don't worry, guys, I'll do it. No one wants this. (laughs) That was cool. Very interesting. Are you doing a scale this week or not? Uh, I was thinking about it, but then I wasn't really sure what I would ask you about because it's kind of just a broad concept rather than a particular thing. Fair enough. So I guess not, but how scary do you think it is anyway? Mm, Can I answer how creepy I think it is? Sure. I think it's like a three in terms of creepy. Because it's creepy that you would want to go and live on an island by yourself and fill it full of dolls. To me, that is creepy. To you, if that makes sense, you do you, hon. But I'm not doing that. Fair enough. (laughs) 
So, yeah, cool. Anything else? Well, no. May as well just self-plug everything. Now we're going to self-plug everything. You can follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MidsMagicPod. Please do that if you are able. We post cool things on there almost every day that you can like and interact with us on. And it's good. It lets us know that you're there. And if you have any spare cash, we do have a Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Murder. I think is it. Could be Magic and Murder. It'll be in the description. Just click it. Uh... <laughs> So professional. And we add, we put cool stuff on there. We talk about cool things. We have extra episodes, scary stories, stuff like that. Yeah, at some point this week, Ab and I are going to sit down and have a conversation about what scared us as kids. You know, we've got just kind of a more chatty version of the podcast, if you can imagine it, over on Patreon. So if you want to head on over there, that would be sick. Equally, if you want to send in your scary stories, terrifying tales, and haunted happenings, you can do that at our email, mythsmagicandmurder at gmail.com. Or you can DM us on social media. If you so wish. If you'd like. <laughs> Alright, Kate, tell me about this street. You've forgotten it. The one, the Muffin Where does the man. Muffin Man live? Drury Lane. <laughs> Thank you. Alright, so let me give you all of my sources. Wikipedia, theguardian.com, haunted-london.com, huffingtonpost.co.uk, and paranorms.com. That's it? Yeah. Oh. I know. There wasn't really much difference between all of the the different sources. It was just like written slightly differently. What if we did an episode where we just didn't research anything and just said what we we kind of know? We just gave it a guess. The source is me. I'm going to just tell you. (laughs) Good luck. This is going to be all factually incorrect. (laughs) Okay. So, although I said this is Drury Lane... I'm actually referring to a theatre that sits on Drury Lane, not the whole lane. So that was clickbait. Again, you do this all the time. Is no. the Muffin Man even involved? I bet he's not. The Muffin Man is not involved. No one said the Muffin Click Man Click off now. <laughs> I understand why you will. You said... It doesn't matter. Continue the, with your lies. The theatre is called the Theatre Royal, but most people just call it Drury Lane in London. The thea- they just call the theatre Drury Lane. Okay, you been? No. I mean, I've seen it, been outside it, but I've never been to a production that's been in it. They Fair did enough. Shrek the musical. So. Why didn't you go? Gutted that I didn't go. <laughs> uh, it's in Covent Garden. It's a West End theatre, which will be showing Frozen in October this year, if you're interested. Are you working for the... <laughs> no, but I saw, I saw it because um, it's under renovation at the moment. And I was like, oh, when's it going to be done? But hopefully it'll be done in October. So. If not, it's going to be a really not good run frozen. of Frozen, is it? Really? <laughs> it's going to be outside in the cold. Frozen. Real Frozen. Frozen to death. Okay, the theatre opened its doors. I'm about to give you a whole butt ton of history. Get ready. Theatre opened its doors on the 7th of May, 1663, known as the Theatre Royal Bridges Street. The theatre had a tough start, as it was built just after the Puritan Interregnum, which is basically what I mentioned in the Salem Witch Trials episode. Sorry that we've had so many callbacks from from other episodes. I know, I promise we didn't plan this. Yeah. Um, In the Salem Witch Trials episode, a quick overview, I said that Puritans were basically anti-dancing and plays and stuff. It was like no recreational fun. So we had that in the UK for a bit and then it lasted 11 years and it stopped 
when this theatre was built. Well, this theatre was built just after. Anyway, the theatre's tough times were soon to get tougher. So at the top of the theatre, there was a glazed dome, but there was no roof as such. So there was like a big hole in the top and they covered it with a glazed dome. They were like, oh, that'll do it. Uh, (laughs) For some reason. Um, So this meant that people were sometimes forced to stop watching the play and retreat home when bad weather such as hailstones would come flooding in. What a terrible way of dealing with that. (laughs) That's really not good. Yeah, I know. But I guess older theatres were kind of like that. It's like an amphitheatre. doesn't have any form of roof. You could bring a brolly. Bring a brolly. Fabulous. (laughs) I suppose you could. But I wouldn't want to sit. How would you hear over a brolly with hailstones? You get front row seats. Oh, obviously. Why are you poor? Just don't be. (laughs) Don't say that. You make me sound like I'm not poor. (laughs) This was nothing of a problem compared to just two years after the theatre was opened when the Great Plague of London hit. This theatre. I know. Give them a break. Obviously, no one could enter, so it was empty for 18 months. Thankfully, though, the theatre was fine and it kept going. It even survived the Great Fire of London in 1666 because it was just to the west of the city boundary. This, however, did not stop the theatre from mysteriously burning down on the 25th of January 1672. It got burnt down? Yep. After the Fire of London. That is unfortunate. You'd be well annoyed, wouldn't you? Right? (laughs) The theatre was rebuilt in 1674 then knocked down and rebuilt in 1794. Then again, it burnt down on the 24th of February, 1809. Someone really dislikes this theatre. Right. And every time they see it rebuilt, they're like, oh, it's back. Not again. I love that you think that this person is like 200 years old, burning this theatre down. Well, yeah. (laughs) There's a really annoyed vampire somewhere. I hate the (laughs) theatre. Ugh, arts. Um, yeah, so they rebuilt it in 1812 to have it as what it is today. Probably not that interesting for you, but interesting for me. It was the first theatre to be gaslit throughout. Okay. You couldn't care less. (laughs) I just thought it was really cool. I also thought, like, why would you make that the first gaslit theatre when it keeps burning down? Maybe the vampire is in charge of the (laughs) theatre and he hates it. Maybe he's trying to get insurance. Maybe. Maybe and he's like, mm, maybe we should gaslight this. And everyone's <laughs> like, that's a terrible idea. And he's like, mm, I'm going to do it anyway. Well, hope it doesn't catch on fire. <laughs> it hasn't burnt down since it got gaslit. So Someone staked him. <laughs> Finally, just in time. Anyway, here comes the spookier bit that you've all been waiting for. The theatre is haunted. It's been described as one of the world's most haunted theatres. There are a bunch of frequent ghosts that have been sighted. The most famous is the man in grey. He looks like an 18th century nobleman. So he's got powdered hair beneath a tricorn hat. Do you know what that is? Yeah, like a piratey kind of Yeah, there are hat. three points. It looks like yeah. a triangle hat on top of your head. It's what Captain Jack Sparrow was. Yeah. Dress jacket, cloak or cape, depending. Riding boots and a sword. People. He sounds well cool. Right? People say he's the ghost of a man they found dead inside the theatre. Oh. 
1848, small renovations were going on within the theatre, probably trying to prepare for its next inevitable burning. <laughs> Could you imagine being a ghost in this theatre? Right? Oh, let me leave. And a side passage was found. It had been walled up and decorated over, so obviously they went in to see what it was about because the theatre's oldest balls. Inside this tiny passage, they found a man's skeleton, and when it was examined, they found that he'd been stabbed with a, with a knife and then left to die. Oh my god. Yeah. A skeleton as well. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Although his demise may have been horrible, people love it when they see him in the theatre. Because he's associated with a successful run of whatever production's being performed. Good luck, Frozen. So he only turns up for good theatre. Man knows. <laughs> I respect that. Yeah, but like, loads of people have seen him. People in the audience have seen him. People went in for a... You know when they do the photographs of like the whole cast before the things set for the programs? Yeah. They were doing the photographs of, I can't remember which one it was, and they the whole cast saw him on one of the one of the circles. That's crazy. Yeah. So Bless. it's like not just like a one-on-one like, I saw a ghost. It's like a whole group of people at a time seeing a ghost. If we ever get money, can we go? To see Frozen? <laughs> Do you think the guy will turn up for Frozen? Is he a man of culture? <laughs> if he is a man of culture, he will be front row. <laughs> um, yeah, what I would love to What if you book go. his seat? Pardon? What if you book his seat? Well, he does normally sit... If he's sitting in the seat, he normally sits in the same seat. I think it's the fourth row. But most of the time, he's just wandering about. So, more you know. As I said, though, he's not the only ghost roaming around the theatre. There have also been reports of Charles Macklin roaming around. He was an actor born in 1690 and was very renowned, had his own unique methods of teaching a naturalistic style, and wrote many of his own plays. However, one night in the Theatre Royal, 1735, he and Thomas Hallam, a fellow actor, got into a big fight. The two were fighting over a wig, I'm not entirely sure why, Fair enough. That's all of the information I could find. While performing Trick for Trick, and Charles had obviously had enough because he plunged his cane through Thomas's left eye. Over a wig. Yep. Although he didn't die at at the scene, he died from his injuries the next day. Now Charles's ghost is said to be roaming where the incident took place. What a way to go. Yeah. And Charles was super apologetic afterwards. He was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I literally didn't mean to do that. But did he get the wig? (laughs) I don't know whether he got the wig or not. But he did get done for manslaughter, so. Next best thing, I guess. (laughs) Also, interestingly, at the time, the punishment for manslaughter was to brand an M on your hand. Except it wasn't with heat. It was with extreme cold that it would get branded onto your hand. So it's not like branding a cow, for example, when they used to do that and they would chuck it in the furnace and then like brand the animal. It was like, I don't know, they just got it to freezing temperatures and then branded you with the cold. That's crazy. So everyone would know. Yeah. But no one knows whether Charles got this treatment because he was a big actor in the West End. Ah. So no one knows whether he got the M or not. But That's so interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. The Theatre Royal is also home to Joseph Grimaldi who was a clown with the most unfortunate life. Why was his life unfortunate? (sighs) Strap yourself in, kids. Let's get ready. So his wife got pregnant 
but the child and she died in childbirth. Then he was depressed and became an alcoholic. Then he got back on his feet and went back to being a fully-fledged clown, but one night he accidentally shot himself in the foot. Then a few years later, he found another woman that he loved and they had a child together. They called him J.S. J.S. would grow up to also be a clown, but he was constantly overshadowed in the media by his family, so he became a depressed alcoholic. By the time Joseph was old and unable to act anymore, he had breathing problems, arthritis, body problems from the years of physical comedy, so he would ask J.S. for money, but never received any. Oh, I forgot to say, J.S. didn't speak to either of his parents for years, but turned up one night like, let me in, I'm poor. So they did, but he brought in sex workers and argued with his alcoholic friends in the early hours of the morning. So J.S. eventually moved out, but his lifestyle ultimately led to his early death, at which point Joseph and his wife decided they couldn't live anymore, so they made a suicide pact to take poison, which they did, except the poison didn't work, they just had a really bad tummy ache for days. Then Mary died a while later, and finally Joseph died after having an absolute bender because he just couldn't deal anymore. Oh. So now you know. Kinda wish I didn't ask. Yeah. He had a horrible, horrible life. That poor clown. He was very, um, he he had good points to his life as well, but he had a lot of unfortunate things going on. He is a main reason that clowns look the way they look now. So he was in the first play where, because clowns used to just wear um, sort of peasants clothing, in inverted commas, and he was in the first play where it was colourful clothing. And the way that he painted his face was a white base with like red um, painting on top of that, which is has influenced clowns up till now. Wow. Yeah. He was That's a super cool guy. Yeah. And like he was he was huge. Like everyone loved him. He got in so many papers and stuff. But yeah, now you know. So anyway, now his ghost wanders the theatre royal because this is where he performed a majority of the time. And apparently he's the absolute sweetest. Aww, I hope I see the clown. There are reports that he guides nervous actors around the stage and through their lines. That's really cute, but imagine if you're scared of ghosts and clowns and you go to see a play just like, oh, this will be relaxing and then there's a ghost clown. (laughs) You'd lose it. Finally, my therapist has taken me out for getting over my fear of ghosts and clowns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if he is visible to everyone. I think in the main, it's just kind of been the actors that have reported that he's helped. And I don't know if he's in his clown getup. Why would he not be? He's a clown. <laughs> he's a person under the clown. What? We're all people under the clowns, Ab. I'm a clown under the person. (laughs) You're just a clown, full stop. (laughs) True. The final reported ghost of the theatre is Dan Leno. He died in 1904, and he was also an actor. His presence isn't so much like a visual, physical one, but actors and stagehands report that they've been able to smell him. Does he fart? (laughs) Basically, when he was alive, he suffered from incontinence, so... He always used to put on a heavy amount of lavender essence to mask it. Because obviously incontinence pads and adult diapers weren't a thing. So you're telling me that in this theatre, with the ghost clown and the other guys, (laughs) there's the smell of shit and lavender? No! No! I'm saying that he used to pee himself. People still go? But to cover it up, he would smell... So he just smells like lavenders. He smells very strongly of lavender. 
you can't smell his pee. Right, okay. Um, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying he's a shitty lavender man wandering around the theatre. I was like, wow, people are still going no. to the theatre. It sounds hellish. <laughs> oh, man. At what cost must you see Frozen? <laughs> At what cost? <laughs> oh, my God. God, sorry, I can't. Abby's crying at her own joke. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I've completely lost where I am now. Yeah, there have been mentions that if you smell his perfume, you're also more than likely to have your wig tugged or to be shoved from behind, but no one will be there. Are you okay? Why does he do that? Because he's just a troublemaker, but All only right. slightly. Just a little. Aside from this, there have been other strange things that happen. Wigs go missing, trouser legs get tugged, actors get a pat on the back if their joke lands with the audience. You know. That's wholesome. Stuff like that. All seems a bit spooky, but at least all of the ghosts seems to seem to be in reasonably good spirits. But um <laughs> <laughs> Nah, but it could be a lot worse. So It could be. They could be awful, but they're not, they're just chilling. Yeah. I like that. Good. So that that's that really. There's not an awful lot on it, but I thought it was interesting, and I would love to go. It is interesting. I would love also to go if I ever get enough cash to go to a haunted theater in London. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to do the scare scale? Did you write it? Sure. Scare. <laughs> scale. <laughs> no, how scary do you think it is? Like a two. Oh, you think it's scary? Well, I mean, I, I'm laughing about it now. But if I went and I saw a ghost clown, Fair I'd enough. be a bit freaked out. Fair enough. Like an old-timey ghost clown as well. Yeah, like old-timey ghosts. I'd be like, that's very weird. Yeah. Or if, if I was stood there and someone like pulled on my leg or something, I'd be like, whoa, that's freaky. Because you don't know. Like yeah. They say that this is this, 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 oh my God, it's this lovely ghost, but what if it isn't, you know? Yeah. Fair enough. How dangerous. Like at zero. Fair. That's absolutely fair. They didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. None of them did. I was kind of expecting one to be malicious, but they seem to love all of them, so. I I really like places where the ghosts are just nice. It's like the Stanley Hotel, when they were just all like, we play the piano and make your bed. Yeah, well, I think it's sweet because they obviously all really loved their time at at the theatre. Like performing and stuff, so it's nice that they've come back to like make it be happy, you know, for sure, and keep it kind of all sort of campy entertainment. Yeah, I get that. That's cute. Um, how realistic do you think it is? I'm gonna go for a three. Fair. I haven't been. It sounds realistic, but I think if all the crew are saying that all the, the actors and stuff are saying the same thing, then sure, yeah, why not? Yeah. That's what got me when it was the whole cast that saw the man in grey. I was like, what, did they all just pop a pill? Like, no. What else could it have been? For sure. An 18th yeah. century nobleman? That's not even something that you could confuse. You know, it's not even someone that was picking up their stuff from the last run. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Any other explanations? No. None? 
Uh, it's stories people they say till people come to the theater. Oh, okay. So like publicity. Fair enough. I didn't think of that. I was thinking like it's a theater. You can't even say Macbeth. It's full of superstition. Of course, they're going to believe there are ghosts. That's true. <laughs> like. You can't say good luck. You have to say break a leg. If you say Macbeth, I swear you've got to spin in circles. Like, it's the theatre is an absolute crazy place to be. And if you're superstitious to that level anyway, why would you not believe there was a ghost? Fair enough. I hadn't really thought of that, but I'm not really a... I've not often been to a theatre, so I'd never really thought about it. But that's, saying it, yeah, that is true. So I guess that would make sense. Yeah. Or just, like I said, someone from... The last run or someone playing pranks or, you know, it could totally be that. If someone's tugging on your wig and you're like, oh, wasn't me. Yeah. What a lame joke. It was obviously you. Or it could have been like uh, a prank anyway. You know, like someone's like, oh my God, I saw a clown. And then they were like, me too. Yeah. Did you ever have that when you were younger? When I know for a fact that you did actually. So... When you would be like, oh my god, this thing's real, to try and trick someone. And then they'd be like, yeah, I know. And you're like, have I tricked you or are you trying to trick me? Or do you just think I'm, like, losing it? I did have that, yeah. Well, how do you know I have that? What have I told you about? You told me about that land that you had that you tried to visit as a child. What? Oh, oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> please, please explain. I don't want to explain because I, if any of my old friends listen to this, it's going to be really embarrassing. <laughs> please finally put it to rest. Okay, when I was a kid, this is irrelevant, everyone's like clicked off. When That's I was fun. a kid, see ya. when I was about like six, I used to, I had some friends, like maybe like two or three friends that lived near me, and I told them that I was in a different realm. I was a lion. <laughs> I love that you weren't even just in a different realm. No, I was a lion in this You're realm because everyone was a wild cat. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. <laughs> Specifically. And I lived in a castle with them. And I would say like, oh, I, I live here. And they were like, I live in that realm too. I am a snow leopard. And the other one was like, I am a cheetah. So I was like, oh my God. So then I was like, okay, well, they obviously just are playing along, but I want to convince them that I, it's real. So I would go home and I was like planning on, I was making this whole world up and like writing down notes and planning everything so that I could convince them that I was a lion in this world. And then I met up with them and I was like, should we meet in the realm tonight? <laughs> and they were like, yes. And I was like, oh my god, what if they can go to the realm and I can't because I've been lying about it this whole time. <laughs> They're just waiting for you. Like, when's Happy gonna get it? <laughs> like, I'm a tiger and I can't believe you're also a lion in this realm. And I was like, well, yeah. Uh, uh, of course I am. It's weird the kids do that. But yeah, no, it, it could be something like that. I suppose. It could. Like, oh yeah, there's a clown ghost. Oh yeah, you didn't see him. And then you're like, oh my god, there's a clown ghost. <laughs> I, I had that a lot when I was a kid, yeah. I'd be like, I saw a bear. And they'd be like, yeah, me too. And I was like, you really did? There's a bear. Yeah. yeah. Well, after all of that, 
I enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And I also hope that you didn't listen to this episode before bed. I hope you did listen before bed. <laughs>